God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I'm joined by Leonora Coberta. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So, um, did you watch that uh, committee hearing thing last night? You I'm know? embarrassed to say I didn't. Do you know what I did instead? Uh, <laughs> I should, I, should I tell okay. you what I did sure. instead? Sure, what did you do? Well, I decided to watch Top Gun, since I'm going to go see Maverick this weekend, and I figure it would be a better see, use of my time. You're seeing it tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to see it tonight. you go out and see it tonight? I'm going to go out and see it tonight. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, I so, hear that's a good good ratings it's supposed to be pretty good so i figured it was a better use of my time to watch a cheesy movie from 1986 as preparation for a cheesy remake that plays to a specific demographic Why not? uh th- instead of watching that that you know j- just spitballing here i thought it was a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah well you know um what what bothers me the most about the whole thing is they're 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 apportioning or they're, you know, spending uh, taxpayer dollars, and those taxpayer dollars are yours. You're you're paying for that, right? See, so you know the left, you know, whether it's Planned Parenthood, they take, you know, the money from the tax base, which includes conservative tax dollars. See, a lot of people on the right say, you know what, I don't want my money being spent on that particular thing but democrats somehow have figured out a way to just ramroad you know ramrod or railroad the whole thing down your throat and you're paying for it yeah because i would actually think that most of the workers out there today the the lion's share of the taxpayers are conservative 
and you know. <laughs> well, we don't. You know, you don't hear that because when you're on one of the coasts or you, or when you're in the DC swamp, you just hear one side of the argument. And the reality is, so many people in this country are actually conservative people. And right now, you know what people are care about? They care about the money in their wallets. And when they're seeing gas prices skyrocketing, and if you know people that are old enough to remember the uh, the crazy gas prices of the seventies, you know this is like a bad nightmare over. This is the and worst over it's ever again. been. Yeah, it's and, bad. It is know, really bad because fuel. You and I talk about this all the time. The cost of fuel impacts every single good. I was in a lift yesterday, and uh, you know, uh, Uber Lyft. Yeah. And I uh, was talking with this guy from India, and he was somehow we got to talking about gas prices, and because you know it's it's really killing his business, and. Uh, I said, you know, what you're seeing right now, he says, is it, do you think it's going to get worse or do you think it's going to get better? And I said, it's going to get worse because what you're feeling right now is the speculative uh, market, meaning this isn't the real market. Right. Um, the speculation, the speculators are driving the prices of current oil pricing. And that's because when uh, Biden refuses to sign off on these leases Mm -hmm. and uh, whether it's amwar in alaska or uh renew the leases off the coast in the gulf or uh renew you know or or um basically reject exploration Mm -hmm. or or not renew leases related to the keystone pipeline Mm -hmm. and all that that has in terms of impact on refineries and petroleum, uh, which is used to make all kinds of uh, products, sweaters and things like that, nylon. Um, you know, petroleum is used for that. And then the refinery business markets down in the, say, New Orleans or, I mean, in Louisiana. So there's so many different aspects of the oil business. And to sit there and listen to the energy secretary talk about OPEC, being a cartel that controls the supply and demand and the pricing mm-hmm. is disingenuous. We could have been energy independent uh, as we were under Donald Trump. Yes, and uh, this is this has caused speculators to speculate. Uh, basically, oil pricing futures and supply and demand futures, which has a direct impact on how they price oil today. So it's only going to get worse before it gets uh, any better. And the only way it's going to get better is if we take back the House and the Senate. And I think then you'll see pricing make the proper adjustment because, you know, once we take back the House and Senate, I think we're going to start to unravel and uncover the the true justice. I mean, when, when you t- take a look at the charade and and the big, big lie that was told last night on every single channel but Fox News. It was, you know, paid for by you, the conservative dollar paid for that. And this is the part that I have the biggest beef with. I have the huge problem paying for my opponent's lies and propaganda. Yes. And that's what the Ministry of Truth was all about. Right, exactly. That's what that, um, you know, that... that uh, censorship czar was all about it was about conservatives paying for 
liberal propaganda while paying also to censor and using big tech to censor uh, the conservative mouthpiece on on uh, Facebook, you know, any kind of social media whatsoever. And this is this is what concerns me also about you know what Elon Musk is doing because he's controlling this narrative and controlling this platform, controlling the spending and the investments in in the competitors to Twitter. So the people that are uh, spending spending money uh, that they, they want to invest in the next big thing, we're all in line to to invest in Truth Social or Getter and really put the nail in the coffin to Twitter. And Elon Musk stopped the hemorrhaging. Yeah. Elon Musk stopped that train from happening because he created this uh, ambiguity, created this confusion in the market. Is Twitter going to actually be back up online and do the right thing. And what we're seeing now is Twitter is, is is more liberal now than it ever has been. And so everything that Elon Musk promised was just a, a ruse. Right. And frankly, I was probably one of the first, if not only, to call this out. No, you did because we brought it up. We said, what happens uh, if um, this doesn't work out and, uh, you know, Right now, he's created this scenario where people are suddenly feeling from the right more positive about Twitter. And there was even a question about what does this mean for Donald Trump and Truth Social? Is he going to? He didn't. He didn't bite. He didn't bite. He and did I, not I take thought, the bait. I, I got to give him credit for that for not biting. No, he, you know, he played. He played Elon Musk just like Amber Heard played Elon Musk because <laughs> you know Elon Musk had his head so far up Amber Heard's butt it wasn't even funny, yeah. and she played him like a fiddle. Yeah. And so did Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't think Elon Musk is as smart as that people are making him out to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, he's, he's mathematically smart. He's engineerly smart. He's, he's not life smart, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Street smart, right? Street smart, yeah. So, no, I better let you talk because I some, someone wrote in uh, recently and said I cut you off too much. So Somebody I, actually wrote in and said that. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that. I'm going to get in more trouble. Good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm glad I got people out there. I don't look- want to do that. I'm glad I have people out there looking out for me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, again, just getting back to, to, to Elon Musk. Yeah, that was a whole disappointing thing because he gave people some type of hope. He gave them some type of hope that Twitter would become something that conservatives would feel use would feel good about using again and i and, and unfortunately as much as people say oh i can't stand twitter they're all still using it and and the mm. reason why they're all still using it is because it's it still has a level of engagement and you do you know and it is you know it's i hate to say it's the only game in town because that's not completely true but it is a game in town that people at least know how to use and they're doing it even if they're holding their noses doing it so that i think that would be the best way to articulate it yeah well i'm going to read a couple of fun tweets it says speaking of twitter right speaking of twitter see (laughs) see that's the thing it's like every time we say we hate google then we go off and google something so bradford file writes everything they're telling you about January 6th is a lie. And the election wizard says, I wish to congratulate the Democrats, including Liz Cheney, 
for conducting a communist show trial that would make even Joseph Stalin proud. So, you know, it's no different than the Russian hoax. Yeah. And it's every single time that the Democrats get involved, whether it's the Mueller report, Mueller special counsel, whether it is, uh, you know, Bob Mueller's special counsel or the Russian hoax, uh, the Ukrainian impeachment trial where it was in the basement of the House. They never want the Republicans to have a voice. They just want a grand jury indictment. Yeah. You know, and then they want to call that justice. And we've all seen these Dateline and 2020 exposés where they have sort of like a whodunit and they're like, you know, the first half of the show, they show one side's case and the other half of the show, they show the other side's case. And you're like, you know, you get through the first half and you're like, surely it's got to be him, you know, or her, whatever. Uh, and then you hear the other side and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't see that, you know. And and so to not have um, to not have a voice is, is insane. Right. So. Uh, the Bradford Fire writes, remember when retired cop David Dorn was executed during the Black Lives Matter riots and Democrats pretended it never happened? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the FBI should be on trial for the January 6th riot. That's that's exactly who should be on trial. That, that, that They should be looking at that. So basically, this January 6th hearing is Liz Cheney's audition for CNN. <laughs> yeah. Um also, uh, we're going to be doing, I've, I've been doing a lot of investigation into uh, Klaus Schwab, the mm-hmm. uh, World Economic Forum. He just popped up on my screen here. It says, great reset creator, had no idea that he was filmed with a hidden button camera and boasts about the puppet puppets he has in the Davos Mafia bag. We have them all in our bags, politicians. So let's take a listen to this. Uh, I haven't heard this. This just popped up, and this isn't really related to what we're talking about. But it popped up, and I'm going to take a take a chance and listen to this real quick. Oh, wait. My bad. I made a mistake, and we're going to write that wrong here. Klaus Schwab, because this is going to be something we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, but hang on. We have, uh, if, if I look at our stakeholders, we have business, of course, uh, as a very important audience, and we have politics, we have uh, continuous uh, uh, partnerships with many governments around the world, and of course we have NGOs, uh, we have trade unions, we have all those different parts. Media, of course. Media, of course, and very important um, experts and scientists and academia because if we are looking at the future I think we should look at new solutions and the new solutions will be very much driven by technological uh, developments. And we even have, uh, you even have religious leaders, right? Religious leaders, we have social entrepreneurs, very important social entrepreneurs. We got them all in the bag. They bought them all. And this guy is hoarding so much cash, it's not even funny. Do you know, um, I learned yesterday when I was doing some research on this, um, and again, this is going to be more of our anti-globalist presentation, Um, but uh, he, you have to spend $600,000 just to be like at an event 
You know, it's sixty thousand per event. It's six hundred thousand dollars to like be an annual member of the World Economic Forum, so that you can get there and you can sit at Davos with your private jet and uh, burn all kinds of fossil fuels and talk about climate change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely absurd. Uh, but this guy is such a monster. He uh, he is shortchanged and given the shaft to so many people, misappropriated funds. I mean, he is he is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's just a it's. It, and if you look at the makeup demographically, it's mostly white men, you know, yep. with the few exceptions. Um, it's absolutely insane. So Cat Turd writes this. He says, "You couldn't pay me to watch one second of the Democratic Kangaroo Court." Which on? Well, I didn't watch one second of it. I didn't either. I, I watched a couple of clips after, but I was People not going to talking give, about it afterwards. Yeah. I was not going to give them a rating, you know, like a, a viewership, um, because I don't want to support that. Um, the Bradford file writes: Ray Epps is proof. The entire January sixth narrative is a hoax. Of course. How about the pipe bombers? Benny Johnson writes: The FBI knows who this person is why won't they tell us why won't they tell us who this pipe bomber is you know what are they hiding and so we need to get to the bottom of all of that so we are going to take a listen to uh a couple of clips here um one uh ashley babbitt's husband uh speaks a little bit on this um Want to hear what he has to say? Michael Bird shot her cold, dead, cold, mm-hmm. dead, and uh, and she's like all but about five foot and uh, innocent victim. And then they lied about um, all these t- cops. They kept saying that five, uh, it resulted in the loss of five officers, and these officers yeah. committed suicide yeah. months later yeah. at the, in some cases. And the uh, other guy that uh, had a brain aneurysm, they said that he was beaten over the head with a water hydrant, and there's no footage of that whatsoever. And they would have released it. They would have released that footage if they had it. They have all kinds of footage that they're actually not um, showcasing. So let's take a listen to um, Tucker Carlson's open. It's actually pretty good. Um on this particular subject. So rather than play clips from uh, the committee, uh, which was basically two republic, two so-called Republicans, uh, Kinzinger and Cheney, uh, other than that, you know, the Republicans who wanted to actually have you know, people like Jim Jordan show up mm-hmm. uh, were rejected. Yeah. And Liz Cheney helped Nancy Pelosi make those selections. It's absolutely absurd. Liz Cheney, I can't believe. August 16th, she's going to be voted out of office, along with Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. Okay, August 16th is the primary. Show up and make yourself heard in those states, Wyoming and Alaska. But the priorities of our ruling class that the rest of us are getting yet another lecture about January 6th tonight from our moral inferiors, no less. An outbreak of mob violence, a forgettably minor outbreak by recent standards that took place more than a year and a half ago, but they've never stopped talking about it. In the meantime, in the 18 months since January 6th, 
Gas prices have doubled. Drug ODs have reached their highest point ever. The U.S. economy is now careening toward a devastating recession at best. And scariest and least noted of all, this country has never in its history been closer to a nuclear war. Yet the other networks cannot be bothered to cover any of that tonight. Instead, they've interrupted their regularly scheduled programming to bring you yet another extended primetime harangue from Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney about Donald Trump and QAnon. The whole thing is insulting. In fact, it's deranged, and we're not playing along. This is the only hour on an American news channel that will not be carrying their propaganda live. They are lying, and we are not going to help them do it. What we will do instead is to try to tell you the truth. We've attempted to do that since the day this happened. We hated seeing vandalism at the U.S. Capitol a year and a half ago, and we said so at the time. But we did not think it was an insurrection because it was not an insurrection. It was not even close to an insurrection. Not a single person in the crowd that day was found to be carrying a firearm, some insurrection. In fact, the only person who wound up shot to death was a protester. She was a 36-year-old military veteran called Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt was just over five feet tall. She was unarmed. She posed no conceivable threat to anyone. But Capitol Hill police shot her in the neck and never explained why that was justified. Those are the facts of January 6th. But since the very first hours, they have been distorted beyond recognition, relentlessly, culminating with last night. Last night, CBS Nightly News told its viewers that insurrectionists at the Capitol on January 6th, quote, caused the deaths of five police officers. That is a pure lie. There is nothing true about it, and they know that perfectly well. Here's reporter Bob Costa, who should be deeply ashamed to say something this dishonest. Thursday's primetime hearing will take Americans back to January 6th, when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. It's hard to believe he said that. Rioters caused the deaths of five police officers. You just heard CBS News tell its viewers that. This must be the big lie theory. The more bewilderingly false a claim is, the more likely you will be to believe it. Apparently, that's what they're betting on. In fact, precisely zero police officers were killed by rioters on January 6th. Not five, none. Not a single one. So how'd they get to five? Well, CBS is counting the suicides of local police officers that took place after January 6th. In some cases, long after January 6th. Suicide, unfortunately, is pretty common among cops. Policing is a tough job, as we've noted. But in these specific cases, the one CBS is referring to, the chief of Washington, D.C.'s police department told the New York Times that actually he had no idea if his officers were driven to kill themselves by January 6th. CBS just made that up. The fifth death that CBS News is referring to is of Capitol Hill police officer Brian Sicknick. You will remember his name. Sicknick's body lay in state at the Capitol after the media told us he'd been beaten to death by Trump voters with a fire extinguisher. Here's what they told you. Officer Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the hours-long attack. They beat a Capitol Police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. He died at the age of 42 after he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Once again, that's not true. Everything you just heard was completely fabricated. 
The DC medical examiner performed an autopsy and the autopsy report showed that Officer Brian Sicknick had not suffered any kind of blunt force trauma. He was not beaten to death. He died of a stroke in his office later. No one has been charged in Officer Sicknick's death because Officer Sicknick wasn't murdered. They are lying to you. That is provable. Not a single person you just saw has apologized for lying. Not a single one. And it's not just the news media. Here's Congressman Pete Aguilar of California claiming that officers lost their lives on January 6th. These hearings will be a chance for the country to come together, to rally around the truth and unite around the rule of law. We owe it to the officers who lost their lives and the officers who were injured to tell that story and to ensure that this never happens again. Let's rally around the truth, he says, as he lies to you. May those words burn your tongue, liar. But what did happen exactly on January 6th? What's the truth of that day? Well, that's still unknown. From the extensive video we have of January 6th, it's clear that some in the crowd, more than a few, were encouraging protesters to breach the Capitol to commit felonies. We're not guessing at that. We've showed you the tape. We have pictures of their faces. In the case of a man called Ray Epps, we know his name. But they've never been charged. Ray Epps was standing in exactly the same place that a lot of people who went to jail were standing. But he wasn't charged. His name was taken off the FBI's most wanted list. Why is that? It doesn't make any sense at all. The January 6th committee will not explain that. After a year and millions of dollars and a thousand interviews, they won't tell us. Nor will they tell us how many FBI agents and assets were in the crowd that day and what were they doing there. Why can't we know that? And why are they still hiding thousands of hours of surveillance footage from within the Capitol? If the point of the committee was to get the truth out there, why can't we see the tape? Why did authorities open the doors of the Capitol to rioters and let them walk in, usher them in the doors? That's utterly bizarre. You saw that live. No one's ever explained it. What's the explanation for that? And by the way, whatever happened to the mysterious pipe bomber, whose bombs we later learned many months later, Kamala Harris's bodyguards discovered. Kamala Harris told us she was at the Capitol that day, but she wasn't. She was at the DNC with a pipe bomb outside. Her bodyguards found that bomb, but she lied about that. She hid that. Why? That's got to be one of the weirdest stories ever. What does it mean, Liz Cheney? Silence. And of course, above all, they lie about the reason that January 6th happened in the first place. And you know what it is. The entire country watched Joe Biden get what they claimed was 10 million more votes than Barack Obama himself got. Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama got. And a lot of those votes arrived after the election. In a lot of places, voting was stopped in the middle of the night. Why? In the biggest states in the country, voter ID was optional. Why is that okay? A lot of the protesters on January 6th were very upset about that. And they should have been. All of us should be. But the January 6th committee ignored all of that completely. Instead, on the basis of zero evidence, no evidence whatsoever, they blamed the entire riot on white supremacy. Here's Joe Biden. We're confronting the stains of what remains a deep stain in the soul of the nation. Hate and white supremacy. The violent, deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago it was about white supremacy in my view. What? There's no evidence for that. None. The people at the Capitol, including the ones who broke the law by entering the Capitol, which is a crime, those people to a person said they were upset because they believed their democracy had been stolen from them. 
And whether all of their claims are true or not, that's a valid reason to be upset. But rather than reassure the rest of us that actually our democracy is sound, elections are fair and transparent, there's no cheating and we can prove it. Rather than do that, they call half the country names. And not just names, the worst name you could be called, a white supremacist. And then most bewilderingly of all, virtually no Republican in Washington pushed back against any of that. In fact, Lindsey Graham, violence worshiper to the end, said that his only regret was that the Capitol Police didn't shoot more Trump voters in the neck and kill them. You've got guns. Use them, Graham said. So here you have a sitting U.S. senator, a Republican, urging police officers to shoot unarmed Americans, many of whom were ushered into the Capitol building by law enforcement. How can people talk like that? For more than a year, they justified rhetoric like Lindsey Graham, shoot more, by claiming that January 6th was an insurrection. That's not a word they would use to describe, say, the months-long siege of a courthouse in Portland or the ongoing coordinated effort to intimidate Supreme Court justices at their homes with guns, a story they ignored today. But January 6th was different, they reminded us. It was unique because it was their offices and because it bothered Nancy Pelosi. The president incited an insurrection against Congress to prevent the peaceful transition of power. And then he sat back and watched the insurrection. Insurrection, a violent mob. A white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection. An insurrection against our government. The violent attack on the U.S. Capitol was an act of insurrection. The insurrection that violated the sanctity of the people's capital. This was not a protest. This was an insurrection. It's not protest. It's insurrection. I'm going to... We are not defending and would never defend vandalism, violence, rioting. We disapproved of it when it happened. We disapprove of it now. All riots, not just this one. But this was not an insurrection. But you know what will get you to insurrection? If you ignore the legitimate concerns of a population, if you brush them aside as if they don't matter, when gas goes to $5 and you say, buy an electric car, when cities become so filthy and so dangerous that you can't live there, when the economy becomes so distorted that your own children have no hope of getting married and giving you grandchildren, when you don't care at all about any of that and all you do is talk about yourself nonstop, you might get an insurrection if you behave like that. Speaking of insurrection. So these hearings are going on now, this primetime performance, we're following them. Of course, if something noteworthy happens, obviously we will bring it to you immediately but we're not gonna repeat their propaganda unfiltered. So what we are gonna do is try to get to the truth. And to do that, we've assembled a bunch of very knowledgeable people who know a lot more than they're telling you on so the So there was a really good interview with Brian uh, Whitlock. Let's yeah. uh, take a look, listen to this. Because the Democrats and the left are desperate. Uh, Tucker, I, I just, I, I loved your monologue, but it, it just makes me right, sad. Jason, as Jason a man, I feel like I have failed and we have failed. We're leaving this next generation a country and a culture that has no respect for truth. This whole thing is a charade and a lie. You spelled it out very uh, articulately and accurately. There's no respect for truth. There was no insurrection. There, there was a riot, a small one that got a little bit out of hand, but to see these people 
uh, thrown in dungeons and locked up and treated like they're the worst human beings on the planet. It's a joke. It's a joke. And, and particularly to see this charade tonight, when, when we have Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice, and his family being terrorized at their home, and we're not talking about that, a Supreme Court Justice and his home and his neighborhood being violated the way that it has been with the approval of Jen Psaki and, and basically the, the administration, Th this is a joke, but it speaks to the desperation of the Democrats and the left. They have no policy. They have no solutions. They have no results to stand on. And so they just want to tap into fear and emotion and continue with the false narratives. This right. this thing tonight, this TV show, Fear Factor, that they're putting on tonight, reminds me of, of the guy that's running against uh, Rand Paul and, and him doing a TV commercial with a noose around his neck. They're just promoting fear. Well, it's interesting that you said that because Benny Thompson, who's the chairman of this committee, um, just gave an opening statement. And I want to play you a 20-second clip from what he just said and get your reaction to it. Speaking of fear, here he is. I'm from a part of the country where people justify the actions of slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, and lynching. I'm reminded of that dark history as I hear voices today try and justify the actions of the insurrectionists on January 6th, hmm. 2021. So, I, you know... It, <laughs> Why is Benny Thompson invoking the memory of slavery as we talk about a dispute over the last election? Tucker, I, I live in the South right now. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've lived in Rock Hill, South Carolina previously. Again, I don't know what part of the South Benny's from, but I just haven't people, tr I've not been involved with people trying to justify slavery in my lifetime. I just haven't yeah. experienced that. And so again, it's slander. It's slander of the United States. It's slander of a group of people. It is fear. Hey, we have no policies, but hey, we're not racist, even though we really are racist. And so keep us in power because this other group of people are all out to get you and they're gonna lynch you and they're gonna put you back in slavery. There's no truth to it. We're living in a time where I've never, I don't, in the history of America, maybe in the history of planet, this much hostility to the truth is going to be lethal to not just America, but because of America's place as the leader of this planet. This is dangerous for the entire planet for us to be this hostile to truth. Hostile to truth. That yeah. was uh, worth it right there. Yeah. I got to yeah. tell you, it's 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 absolutely, um, you know, this is driving people mad. And yeah. I talked about this last week and I said these Google searches were designed to gaslight you, to basically tell you black is white, up is down, this type yeah. of thing. And it's driving people mad. Yeah. It's making people crazy. Uh, this this uh, dog whistling, um, what uh, I said uh, last week um, about what Barack Obama uh, said about these police officers uh, were, you know, uh, basically the villains and people like Michael Brown were the heroes. Um, and, and the problem with that is, uh, no, the... Officer Wilson uh, in in Ferguson was 
well, did everything right. Yeah. Michael Brown was the one that was the thug, and everybody lied about what had happened. And, uh, and yet the net result of that was that some, some dudes drove up from Baltimore to shoot two cops in their cars and end their lives as we know them, you know, and I think, uh, we, that, was in t- I think that situation was the end December of 2014. Was that 2014 or 2015? December 2014. Oh, that did, that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, it's hard to believe uh, that the Michael Brown thing goes all the way back to 2014. And, you know, it's, it's in Ferguson, Missouri. You know, this has been going on now for a long time and we just have to stop it. It's, it we just have to stop it. You know, and nobody's talking about this. Why were Ukrainian Nazis in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th? Sixth, what? Why in the world would that be yeah, the case? I, I don't know. Um, you know, we're going to take. A, I see a, we have a couple of callers uh, calling in. Um, uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, I know you guys are busy. Uh, happy Friday to you. Uh, everybody, <clears throat> excuse me. Everybody realizes what's going on in the in the country that are have a brain. Uh, the, the, the disaster, the deep state, the uh, absolute corruption. Here's my concern. What do we actually do? Do we declare a civil war in a fashion that we can stop these people? In other words, how do we stop them? As well, I think, as I think we... Yeah, I think we stop them by voting in the midterm election and, and making a couple of uh, big-time changes... Uh, hold on, really quick. We got the uh, we got a couple of different. Okay, so Dane, um, I think we have Dane on. Um, yeah. One of the things is is we we actually take back the House and the Senate, and we do it with such overwhelming numbers. You know, like for example, I really think that um, what's happening is. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna have to block this. Um, it, it's just not. Uh, so I'm gonna just. Uh, fix this real quick we have a phone system that's not really great um but in any case what i wanted to Dinner? say yeah hello hello oh well we just lost another caller <laughs> okay so when you just so, said we have a phone yeah. system that's not that great yeah. you were it was an understatement yeah, it, was good. It's, it was good it was can you hear me yes Call yeah, you i was getting there. weird because i would i called uh, the first couple times i called it said we're sorry that number uh that the nobody's there to answer okay and then when you picked up the yeah thir- first it doesn't time, matter it was it's, weird it's, it's a yeah, what, music what, what, came what's on. on your mind so um i would like to say first of all that we should start a campaign to ban assault fire extinguishers oh right yeah okay get your point there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also i think uh i think fox made yeah, a mistake an I, I think they missed i you there yeah go ahead I think uh, I think Fox made a mistake and missed a golden opportunity to uh, contrast uh, this whole fiasco with what was going on in uh, 2000. I mean, uh, in, in, uh, in 2020 with the uh, uh, Summer of Love, they should have had a split screen showing what the uh, Democrats are pushing and what actually was going on that they're ignoring. I actually thought, uh, to that point, I thought that Fox News would have done a better job 
in showing montage after montage of the Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioting that was going on all over the place. And and even even the uh well um the Wisconsin um uh, you know the the guy who drove the car through the parade and and the Michael Rittenhouse thing, you know all of those things should have and, been and also the and also the Democrat politicians that Walker were uh, supporting it. Yeah, absolutely, and the bail money yeah. and and the yep. call to violence and how about um, you know Chucky e. Schumer's um, you know Gorsuch and 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 uh, Kavanaugh. You, there was a price yeah, to reap pay. The whirlwind. Yeah, reap the whirlwind. You you have, you don't know what hit you. Uh, all those things um, should have been showcased. The Democrats, uh, but it's you know here's the thing. Uh, the Hispanic votes and the 18 to 24. I just looked at a poll from Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac 18 to 24 year olds, tw- are, uh, the Biden approval is 22%. And I think it's 24% approval rating for Hispanics. So I think that a lot of these things where they were trying to, you know, create create these unfair playing fields with res- re- regard to speech in universities. And with regard to importing Hispanic votes, I think it's coming back to backfire. That would be God, a godsend right there. You know, if these exploits, you know, when you manufacture stuff, whether it's a Frankenstein or, 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 or a transgender genital mutilization, there always seems to be, when you mess with Mother, Mother Nature and God's creation, um, it tends to not go well. Because humans don't know what they're doing when it comes to Mother Nature. They just need to stay out of it, you know, and stop meddling in the science where where they don't belong. You know, whether yep. it's COVID and a manufactured, engineered virus that was man-made, you know, has all kinds of adverse reactions and, 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 and uh, um, uh, entities to it that, are unexplainable um and the same thing is true with all these other things and and i think the government's it's not their place it's their place to you know uh strengthen infrastructure it's their place to protect our borders they're not doing that they got a, a caravan coming up from the south that's 32 miles long where are they going to displace these people and you better believe they're going to try to rig elections but you know what that line might slow down real quick if those Hispanics turn out to be supporting Biden at only 24%. They're going to change their tune. Well, I mean, I'm in California and uh, you know, we're we're pushing 7 bucks a, a, a gallon. Yeah. Uh so I I don't I don't see how it's maddening to try to talk to some people. Yeah. But well, anyways, I got to go. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Scott. Thank you. And Lenore. Hey, take, take care. care. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the thing is, unfortunately, we got all these calls in at, at one point, and you can only take one call. Well, our, our call handling system is not the best. It doesn't put people in the queue the right way. Well, speaking of... No, it uh, doesn't even really have a queuing system. It's well, just... You boom. didn't, ha- you didn't yeah. have to say it that expressly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just speaking speaking of, uh, you know, the economy and, uh, you know, what's going on, he was just mentioning California. We just got inflation numbers, 8.6%. Oh. 
highest level since 1981. So wait, explain that in a little bit more detail. Uh, the, because the, 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 uh, um, what was it last uh, month? I don't remember exactly, but it was. Uh, but it's gone higher. They were predicting 8.3 percent. It's gone. Oh, actually, the consumer price index. Uh, it was. Uh, it was about. I think it was about 8.3 percent in April. I think that was the number. I'm, I'm not. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's been increasing and it got. And so it's. It actually came up to its 8.6 percent. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's that's a theft of the middle class taxpayer. That's a theft right there. April, yeah. So in so in April, the energy. I'm sorry, energy was. Um, so at, yeah, it was um, in April. It what did they say? Consumer prices rose by nine point two percent year on year in April twenty two, and that was that was up um, from no, it was eight point three percent. What I'm just seeing right here. I'm sorry. I misspoke. All right. All right. Eight, well, it's 8.3? It's 8.6 now in May. 8.6. So, you know, one of my favorite congressmen is Representative Jim Jordan, and he says, when's the primetime hearing on baby formula shortages? Well, that's what we need. I mean, nobody's nobody is talking about um, what what's going on with that. I mean, that topic has sort of just disappeared. So then he tweet- and the pro- But the problem hasn't disappeared. He retweeted, he, he tweeted another one. He says... When's the primetime hearing on $5 per gallon gas? <laughs> yeah, right? well, again, another problem that's not going away. Oh, and then he uh, quoted, here's what President Trump said on January 6th that they cut off. Yeah. They, they truncated it. Right, to make their narrative. Yeah, but what Trump actually said was, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. That was President Donald Trump, January 6th, peacefully Peacefully and and patriotically. patriotically. And people keep missing that, and they keep leaving that out of everything. When's the primetime hearing on record crime in Democrat-run cities? When's the primetime hearing on record high grocery prices? When's the primetime hearing on... When's the primetime hearing on Democrats attacking parental rights at school board meetings? You know? These are all really good questions that Jim Jordan uh, uh, makes. And now they're, you know, attacking our Second Amendment rights. Um, And uh, Jim Jordan retweeted Representative Dan Mitchell. I want to play this clip. It's pretty powerful. Our societal problems are thanks to Dems' radical efforts to transform our culture. Soros DAs defund the police break down the family, the list goes on. Stripping Americans of their constitutional right won't solve any of it. This is Representative Dan Bishop. Let's take a listen. You've been doing gun control since 1968. Has it worked to your satisfaction? The lady from Pennsylvania said earlier, the general lady from Pennsylvania said, the country is sick, but she's misdiagnosed the problem. They say it's the guns. But, Madam Speaker, guns have been prevalent in the United States of America since before our founding. We did not suffer the mass shootings. We did not suffer the, the chaos in the cities like she described. Why do we have this now? Chesterton, a British gentleman, came closest. He said, the disintegration of rational society started in the drift from the hearth and the family. The solution must be a drift back. 
Everybody knows it's true. If there's a sickness in the country, it is the product of 60 years of disintegration of American culture by the liberal project. Assaults on the family, hostility to God, cheapening life, pervasive expansion of the welfare state, ridicule for individual and parental responsibility, Soros DAs ending punishment for crime, delegitimizing, defunding, and abolishing police. Behold your handiwork. Stripping Americans of constitutional rights won't cure what ails us. Not the Second Amendment, not the First Amendment to which you're hostile, not the Fourth Amendment, not the Fifth Amendment. Join us to solve the problems you've caused. We can find answers together. Uh, that's stuff we've been saying on this show for as long as I can remember. Yep. It, it all starts with culture. You yeah. know, culture is actually huge. Uh-huh. So let's take a listen to uh, Jim Jordan, what he has to say. Well, no, and it's sort of if it's good for, you know, the old line, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. So if they're going to go down this road and break every norm, every precedent, do things that I think are unconstitutional, um, then, then it seems like it's fair game for, for, for the next Congress. But we are Republicans. We're conservatives. We're going to do it in the right way. We're going to do the investigations that need to be done. If, in fact, that the American people put us back in power, we're going to do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution. But we're going to get to the facts and the truth because the American people deserve answers to why the school board association went to the Biden administration and then the Biden administration did exactly what they asked for and targeted moms and dads with, with, with the Patriot Act and treated them as domestic terrorists. We need to get to the bottom of the, of the COVID origins. We need to get to the bottom of how thousands of Americans' tax returns became public. We need to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden situation and a whole bunch of other things. The, the, the border mess, all those things need to be investigated. So the country, the people of this country, right now, seven more than seven out of ten of our fellow citizens, Grant, think the country's on the wrong track. They deserve the truth to yeah. all those issues. If we're put in power, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution. And then here he is uh, on the Second Amendment. And you've been in Uvalde, Buffalo, Tulsa is as wrong as wrong could be. And our hearts go out to those communities and those families who have been impacted in such a such a terrible way. But the answer is not to destroy the Second Amendment. But that is exactly where the Democrats want to go. You don't have to take my word for it. Just look what they said. The President of the United States said last week that he wants to get rid of the most popular handgun in the country. Michael Moore, Democrat, not a member of Congress, but Democrat, said that it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. During our 10-hour markup last Thursday in the committee hearing, Representative Jackson Lee says, if this bill passes, we're not finished. Representative Jones said, if this bill doesn't pass... We will end the filibuster. We will expand the Supreme Court. We will do whatever it takes to get people's law-abiding American citizens guns. Today we have this hodgepodge, six bills thrown together. Many of the elements in these bills are unconstitutional. Even the Ninth Circuit has said it's unconstitutional, what they want to do on the age limit. These bills would say when you can buy a firearm, what kind of firearm you can get, and where and how you have to store that firearm in your own darn home. And, of course, tomorrow, tomorrow they're bringing the red flag law, the so-called red flag law to the floor. Someone who doesn't like you can file a complaint within 24 hours. There is a hearing that you're not allowed to be at. You can't confront your accuser, and they can take away your Second Amendment liberty. That's the bill they're going to pass tomorrow. 
But frankly, this shouldn't surprise us. Shouldn't surprise us. For 18 months, Democrats have assaulted the First Amendment. Shouldn't surprise us now that they're coming after the Second. Every right we enjoy as Americans under the First Amendment. Your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press. In fact, some of them call for outlawing certain networks and freedom of speech. Just a few weeks ago, the Biden administration tried to put together the Disinformation Governance Board. Oh, my goodness. The attacks on the First Amendment have been sustained. They've been going on for 18 months. And now here, here they come going after law-abiding citizens' Second Amendment liberties. The speaker started by saying this bill is about protecting our kids. That is important. Sure is. That's what she said. Protecting our kids is important. Yes, it is. But this bill doesn't do it. What this bill does is take away Second Amendment rights, God-given rights, protected by our Constitution from law-abiding American citizens. That's what this legislation does, and that's why we should oppose it. What happened? You know, Jim Jordan, his... Where's Kevin McCarthy, right? And why in the world is he still in charge of the Republican Party? Yeah. You know, that's who you got to get on your next big uh, event. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jordan. I like Jim Jordan a lot. And I think he's, he's, uh, you know, one of the most impressive Congress people that we have today. And I think that, um, you know, he's going places. I mean, he totally is. Right, right. So here's another one. Uh, It says, Tonight only watch the truth about January 6th documentary. Uh, I recommend that we watch it. Uh, It's uh, over on Gateway Pundit. There's just a little clip of a montage of of Ted Cruz I wanted to get in here as well before we end the show today. Or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th. Yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Allegedly, the story goes that a man dropped off pipe bombs at the DNC and the RNC. Um, Our FBI has showed us a couple of stills of those individuals, and there has been nobody telling us anything beyond it. I live in D.C. There's a camera on every corner. Yep. Uh, The Capitol building, the White House, the most secure buildings possibly in the world. We're seeing Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan start to show that the FBI had some some involvement. Um, Oh, they absolutely did. Yes, they absolutely did. We'll see how this goes. But, you know, the the only way we're going to get to the bottom of any of this is if we take back of the house, like Jim Jordan said. Yeah, well, that's what we want to do is take back the house. And have a real investigation. Well, and that's what people are focused on right now. They're focused on the midterm elections. And that's what we need to stay focused on. Yeah, that's where the hope is. Because everything that was going on in the uh, dog and pony show over at the committee in the prime time with the ABC director... Uh, that's that's smoke and mirrors. That's di- that's a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org uh, to find out what we're doing to promote America First policies to make America great again. And with that, 
My name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.